Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. In this one we are going back to fitness lying down to talk to Corey Kripe about DVRT or dynamic variable resistance training. So we're really diving more into what that system is, what it all means, um, and really tying into why Corey and fitness lying down decided to go uh, with that system and their implement of choice, the ultimate sandbag. Uh, really, the more we've kind of gotten into learning about the system and knowing that it is more than just using a sandbag for different lifts and movements and all the different underlying mechanisms that it's trying to accomplish, it really is pretty impressive um, and something that we really enjoy learning more, more about. It is intriguing stuff, whether you are just a general fitness uh, person just looking to get in better shape or potentially looking to add some different um, stresses to your workout, improve some athletic performance because of the resistance and the variability that it's going to give you, hence the name. Um, it might be something worth checking out. So with this, we have Corey Kripe giving us all the lowdown on DVRT. Also, sorry for the quietness of Kyle in this episode. We were having some audio difficulties and a little bit of noise in the background as fitness line downs under construction. Enjoy. Welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. We are back at Fitness Lying Down with Corey Kripe, and we are going to talk everything DVRT. Uh, Corey's got an event coming up in October, October 13th, yes. Uh, so we'll let him talk more about that, but uh, definitely if you're in the area and this piques your interest, which it should, um, we recommend checking that out. So we've talked before, uh, we'll link back to that episode, and you and Anthony we had at the time talking and we got into the sandbags a little bit as kind of being your guys' staple implement here um, and at that time you were not a master trainer you were in process of and now now you are a master trainer so trying to get more into the nuts and bolts like I kind of understand it from watching everything you've done and just seeing it like what is DVRT right so DVRT stands for dynamic variable resistance training and the thing is, it's the system, right? Uh, it's not just about the ultimate sandbag, which is our preferred tool. Um, the DVRT system we use with kettlebells. Um, you could use with dumbbells. You know, we use them with the resistance bands. All this just different things because it's such a system about progressive overload. You know, if you ask anybody in gym settings, how do you make an exercise harder? Their first answer is put on more weight yep. or go faster. You know, but nobody ever really thinks about the holding positions, your body positions, or the planes of motion. You know, so when you can really implement that, and that's why, I mean, if anybody ever comes to our gym or looks at our setup, we're pretty Spartan. You know, we have, I mean, we have a lot of sandbags. I'm pretty happy about that. (laughs) But, you know, and the sandbags don't go up in like five pound increments, right? I mean, that's kind of the progressive overload in the gym mentality is you just put on two and a half, five pounds a piece, you know, and you just keep building up. But there's a point where you can't lift any more weight, you know, so what do you do? And I think that's why a lot of people plateau, um, you know, in the gym settings, like when they're doing barbell training. And I'm not knocking barbell training. It's just, it's a good tool. 
Um, it's nice to have in the toolbox of your training, but it only takes you so far. Mm -hmm. You know, so my analogy usually is like if somebody's doing bench pressing and, you know, they're, they come in day one, they've never bench pressed before, it's all neurological. So, of course, they're making big gains right away right? because the body's loving it. It's like, wow. But then all of a sudden, it just starts becoming stagnant. You know, it's like you hit that plateau. And I can tell you, our clients have never experienced a plateau here because of that whole DVRT system mentality, the progressive overload. Um, so in a gym setting, you know, one of the great things you could do is, I mean, taking your barbell bench press and just taking dumbbells instead of a barbell. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, you've given the central nervous system a new uh, stimulus. And unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of those bros out there, right, they don't want to do that because it means that they have to go down and wait. You know, they don't appreciate or understand. But if they just did that for a little bit, they would actually come back and find out that their barbell bench pressing would probably be a little bit more stronger. So I found that with incline. I hate barbell benching because I can't. I suck at it. But <laughs> I throw dumbbells in, and I'm much better. It's harder, though. And then it transitions back. I found in college when I thought I knew what I was doing, like I would get my incline, like dumbbell bench better, and come back to the barbell three weeks later. And it was a whole new experience. It seemed right? easier. Yeah. You can so, make the next jump. And that's the whole thing about the DVR, uh, DVRT system is to be able the ability to program this stuff. You know, I mean, it's not a haphazard, you know, I mean, sometimes everybody wants to, when it comes to programming, wants to, we're under construction. No, so to be able to properly program this stuff. I mean, some people, you know, I've, I've instructed a couple certifications now, and that's kind of the big question is like, how do you program this? Because like any certification, you know, you go, you're jacked up. And you leave and it's just like a whirlwind of everything. It's like, how do I do this? Right. You know, a lot of it is just the simple steps. But to be able to properly program progressive overloads, because a lot of programmers out there, you know, we want to make like, we want to hurry up and get our clients to the sexiest exercise because like, you know, it sells. It's right. like, well, I saw you do this thing. It's like, I want to do that. It's like, you got to earn that. Yep. You know, I mean, you have to, like, I had to do that too. I mean, and I love going back to the basic fundamentals of the DVRT system. Like, you know, just something as simple as a, a hinge, you know, like doing a deadlift. You know, I've gotten really good at my hinges, but returning back to that and just spending some time working on the fundamentals, that still builds up. So, I mean, I, that's, how I, that's how I personally program myself, but that's how I program our clients too is I'll build them up. They'll do some of the crazy exercises, like, and then I bring them right back down. And I think it's funny because you get them to the point where it's like, all right, here's your exercise. They're like, just squat. Yeah, just squat. And they're like, well, I'm so used to you, like, just, you know, squat, and then you're going to do this and that, and then right. you're going to lift up on one leg or something like that. Um, but that's the great thing about the progressive overload is then, you know, we've taken the neurological system to a certain point, we bring it back down, you know, we go back to the fundamentals and build them right back up, doing some different things. I mean, lately we've been introducing a lot of lateral movement, you know, working on the frontal plane, and that's really worked a lot of people, like, they come back, like, I've never felt that before, you know. We've noticed that just in our training with the student athletes. But anyway, with our student athletes and looking at just hamstring and quad injuries and even growing injuries and putting in a lot more lateral movement and doing some different things where they got to move about their hip mm -hmm. and it's cut down significantly, even though when they're injuring it, it's going forward and back. Right. It's we think the movement in their hips and their ability to actually like move their leg has really been beneficial instead of just doing the traditional eccentric play, you know eccentric focus strengthen up the hamstrings you know stretch all that i think a lot of that is you know lateral lunges 
doing some zercher different things well and that's you know that's how like it's just great when i visualize this as you know, you're talking about your athletes going forward and backward. Mm-hmm. So they're still kind of in the sagittal plane, right? But they're still also having to fight right. the frontal plane and things like that. And that's where stuff rotation. happens. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, walking is the most complex activity we do as human beings. I mean, all three planes of motion. And that's why you see people as they get older, they start shortening their steps and all that because they're not as stable in the plane. So right. they're holding that. But, you know, I mean, people that walk, they don't it's unfortunate they don't appreciate how much movement actually happens there and how much anti-movement goes on there too um you know so i, I just uh, wrote a blog about this for dvrt recently but we have this thing called the staggered stance or the sprinter's stance so you think about a sprinter you know yep. we got the one foot back and so to introduce an exercise now like one of our sagittal bilateral exercises and just moving that foot position so we're still kind of in the comforts of our sagittal plane where i'm strong but now we have to fight. So if I'm thinking about like a hinge or even a squat, you know, now as I descend into my position, I have to fight the frontal plane. So the DVRT system, that's what's so beautiful about this, is we set people up. You know, we don't go from, hey, all right, you did great here. Now we're going to go frontal plane, you know. We say, hey, you're doing great now. We're just going to tweak it a little bit. And that's, that's the thing is we're not going to give you heavier weight we're just going to make your stance here now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's way different. And it's great because, yeah, I mean, we haven't, you know, and that's why it's so nice that we don't have like millions of different weights pound wise, you know, we don't right. have dumbbell racks that go from five to a hundred yeah, yeah. where they have to sit on the floor because they're not small enough to, you know, it's like, we don't have to do that. You know, we can, we can really hit it. And then you get more of that neurological component to it. And then the whole body, like the connections, you know, we're really big in the anatomical slings, the kinetic chains, like making all yep. that stuff happen. And that's some of the simple ways we can do that. So to give people the power and to even tell them about why we're doing that, you know, and most of them, they feel it, you know, they know what's happening. Like as soon as they come up out of that staggered stance, they've got instability at the top and they got instability at the bottom too. But to tie all that in, and really talk about the functionality of the workouts. You know, that really hits home. That really hits home for me, being such a sagittal guy. You know, everything was in the frontal plane. Right. You know, I think the only thing, the only time I ever worked in the transverse plane was I was on the floor doing oblique crunches. You know, and that's way back. That's way back. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> pretty much yeah i mean it's it's almost magical like how quickly the turnover is and again it's all that neurological tying it in you know we usually well not usually we have a three-week trial right and for our semi-private personal training that three-week trial you get six sessions and honestly by the third session they're saying like things feel different Mm -hmm. you know like walking up and down stairs feels different like i feel more core engagement i think the biggest thing that we hear from people that come in is that I've done it wrong for so long now. You know, there's such a, what I call the grippers and rippers. You know, they get in the gym, they grab as tight as they can, and they just start going to town. You know, and they're not even conscious about where their body positioning is. You know, all the, it's so unfortunate all the shoulder issues that we have to experience coming into the gym because everybody's just jacked up. You know, uh, they're stressed out all day, especially females who hold their stress more on their shoulders. You know, they're they're here, their their shoulders are elevated, and all of a sudden they're trying to overhead press, and it's getting worse. And you know, the nobody nobody ever talks about like feet. 
and pressing into the floor. I mean, that's the one thing. Yeah. Like our clients, that's all they hear from me all day long. It's like, oh, I fell on my back, pressing the floor. Oh, that helped. My shoulders hurt. Push the floor down. That helped. You know, and it's just like that reaction. You push into the floor, the floor pushes in you, and you've got to be able to make this, I, I call it a plank. I mean, if you push overhead, you've got to, you know, the plank that you hold on the floor, you've got to make that replicate in functional terms, you know, outside of the gym. If you can hold a five-minute plank, that's great. But if you're holding a five-minute plank and you go outside the gym and you get your back hurt, what did that five-minute plank give you? Right. So it is, and it's... It's so funny because in order, you know, it's, it's such a, it's so contradicting to what the pop culture fitness tries to tell you. You know, it's like, in order to get more mobility, you've got to relax. But on the other side of it, in order to get more mobility, you have to be more tense. You have to be tense in the core. Stabilize. Because that's the fundamental. Like, we find so many people that as soon as they really start realizing how to use their core, their shoulders, it's a whole new game now. Their hips are wide open. And you look at it. I mean, your core is your central, central place here. And if that's not working well, like if you're protecting a low back, things are going to have to compensate for that. And you're going to lose some of that. You know, it's trying to save the core. So we're just trying to open it up and show them how to move and make it a core integrated experience. You know, and that's why we have our, our famous quote that friends don't let friends ab crunch. You know? I love we, that shirt. We don't. We don't. We don't spend time doing isolated core exercises because the core doesn't deserve that. The core is an integrative part of your body. So to tie in the glutes, the core, and the lats, you know, which I kind of, I always say that that's your core. Lats, whatever's in the middle, and then your butt. That's your core. You can get on board with that. You know, and you make that work together, everything else just happens. I mean, most of our exercises, I have to tell people, use the least amount of arms to row push yep and they just like what do you say how do i do that and i'm like you're gonna learn and when they finally get it like it's just like wow i can't believe how i feel that in my abs it's like you're welcome brett winchester and Corey campbell in terms of kind of the phrase most ability talking about mobility and stability and how they work together and how that really can then make big differences well and that's it is we don't yeah i mean we have our warm-ups to get people prepared for the movement you know i mean we it's a nice kind of general warm-up but yeah we don't sit here and spend like 10 minutes on special correctives to get your shoulders going you know it's like it's all in the workout um, right now there are some people that is like yeah i'm going to spend a little more time with you because you just got some issues there's so, always those cases so I want to, yeah, I want to clear that up a little bit and try to, you know, just get them to, and that's stuff that they're doing at home too. Cross my fingers. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't break up the, it's like, here's what we're going to do. You know, we're working all three planes of motion. You're working in all different, you know, body positions, holding positions. Um, that's what's great about the ultimate sandbag is there's up to 11 different ways to hold the ultimate sandbag, right? Barbells, kettlebells, and dumbbells. It's up to four. You can hold it up to four different ways. With this ultimate sandbag, I, it's just, so to do that, I mean, I could take one exercise and I can make it almost 11 different ways and I'm taxing it up in different, you know, and that's just holding positions. We're not talking about body positions or planes of motion. So it just, I like to tell people that DVRT has restored my faith in fitness, okay. you know, because for so, for so long, I was just starting to get burnt out like most trainers do. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to do good. We're trying to help people, but we're kind of just following what we've been told and you know what we're seeing in the pop culture like you know just trying to go burning the calories get them sweaty get them tired you know it's like am i really making a difference in their lives am i really helping i feel like that's the hard part is 
selling that message as you've kind of mentioned you know it's insta famous and you know coming up with this this is the ultimate exercise and then trying to teach those things and why it works and getting people to buy in you know by getting the feeling of it because you know back to your ab crunch thing i finally started having that conversation with more people just explain to me how that's helping you Mm -hmm. like just explain it to me because i want to know and then they'll kind of pause and be like so maybe we'd be better off doing something along this line and whatnot and that's opened up some more conversations which have been good yeah the last thing you want to do is go attack somebody right you know like what you're doing is wrong it's stupid stop doing it and kyle mentions how people just kind of sometimes mindlessly can go along with things because they see it without understanding the nuances of it and how that can actually be a detriment to what they're trying to accomplish in the movement and giving them that why and then how that's right yeah i mean just we'll have that conversation and then be able to show like hey try this out Mm -hmm. you know and all of a sudden it's like okay that's a lot different you know same thing as like well, you know, I think we're starting to see a little shift away from, like, the traditional ab crunches, you know, so people are starting to do more of the planks and stuff like that. But, again, we're kind of missing the boat on some of the, it's the task versus the intent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the task of just holding myself up here without touching the ground. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to just do everything I can do in my power not to let anything touch the ground, even though I've got this arching back and right. my shoulders are sunken and, and when my head's dipped down low. Oh, look how much motor stability is required to no and that's the thing is like that's the beauty of the ultimate sandbags is it actually fixes energy leaks you know you have to stabilize mm-hmm. you can't like we made such a mistake in the 90s to put people in i'm guilty of this okay to put people on unstable implements right like foam pads bosu balls i hate to call them out but i used them mm-hmm. because that was the whole thing is like we gotta get you know we gotta get people off of the barbell training i mean there was a shift and it was a much needed shift because especially in athletics and probably you know general pop was that what we're doing in the weight room had no practicality outside i mean right. you know, we're building a little bit of strength here and there but you know, people are still blowing out their backs and, you know, things like this. And I think that's why it's a great thing that Greg Cook came on scene, you know, and introduced the FMS. You know, hopefully most of your audience knows what the FMS is. For sure. Is we're just seeing this whole thing, like, athletes are becoming bigger, stronger, and faster, no doubt. But why are we having so much more non-contact injuries? Right. You know, why is this kid running down the field and he pulls a hammy and he, nobody even touched him? Because they're not movers, yeah. Right. I mean, and so it's like, and I remember just hearing Gray talk about that one time, like how he set this up for high school athletes, high school football athletes in particular, because they're just seeing this. So they set that up, but it's really, you know, he says it's not sports specific, the FMS. It's not sports specific, it's not gender specific, it was a species specific. So to start addressing that movement issue, right? So like in the 90s, everybody's in on the foam pad, standing on one leg, and Gray will make fun of this too. They've got their pink dumbbell. You know, they're on this unstable environment, you know, trying to do all this crazy stuff. And what we found out, though, was, like, to change their body positions, you know, to go into this staggered stance I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. like, to be unstable in a stable environment. I mean, that's how we move, you know. So we have to be able to not only create forces, but we have to resist opposing, opposing forces from other places, and that's what gets our stabilizers going, right? I mean, you just, for a while there in the 90s, we were talking about almost um, isolating stabilizers. 
You right. can't do that. Right. You know, stabilizers are not meant to be strong. They're meant to be fast and quick. They have to. So when you're doing stuff with the ultimate sandbag, whether it's a simple thing as a bent over row or, you know, popular one is doing the shouldering where we're throwing it on top of the bag and doing like squats with the sandbag on top of our shoulder, there, any energy leaks, it, your body's going to, it's going to visually show. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the great thing about the system. Again, we got to talk about the DVRT system. You know, we're not here. You know, the workshop I'm going to be having, it's not an ultimate sandbag workshop. Right. You know, we're not trying to sell ultimate sandbags. We're trying to sell this system. And so the system gives us all these like, okay, they can't handle this DVRT exercise. So here's the simple regression to just bring them back. You know, you don't even have to change the weight. You just have to change maybe the body position, maybe the front, the, the uh, plane of motion, maybe the holding position. Um, and then we can build that because then we find where that energy leak is and we can seal it up, make it more strong, make it more, my favorite word, efficient. And then all of a sudden, now they can return back to that other movement, the more advanced, progressed movement. And it's like, wow, there it is. And it's just, I don't know, it's, again, it restores my faith in fitness. It's like, wow, we can make people better. You know, and that's what it is. It's like everybody wants to find they're better. I think the, just thinking about it more based on what you said, you know, you're talking about a movement-based philosophy not just strength not just conditioning and i've had this conversation with other people i think that's traditional gym setting is you're typically only focusing on the strength portion mm -hmm. there's no teaching of how to move and trans you know have a transition you know whether it's daily life or athletics and again a big shift we've seen is we now have you know this conditioning class and all that and that part's probably just as important if not more of what we're doing with them so they're we're building them in the weight room mm -hmm. strong generally in all motions but then their actual movement and being able to put their foot in the ground and make a move without hurting themselves but teaching them how to do that properly and actually making it a full circle where you go into your 24-hour fitness place and you're not going to have people doing you know single leg hops or anything like that to work on you know building those stabilizers whereas you've kind of put it all into one mm -hmm. it's beautiful it's one I mean, thing and it makes a lot of sense and that's the thing is we talk about being gym strong you know like the muscle strong thing and you know what here's the other thing is when people want to talk about being strong you know you're talking about the ab crunches just what is strong you know have them define strength right and see how they do with that <laughs> you know, like, oh, what's, the, what's their goal i mean if you're one that's it is power lifter yeah it's I all mean, very subjective but a lot of your everyday person just needs to have, you know, they're looking for functional fitness. Well, they have to be strong. I mean, we can't, we can't say that you, you know, like people need strength, but the term that I've coined a little bit is the movement strength, mm -hmm. you know? So what you guys are all talking about, like the stability, the mobility, conditioning, all that stuff. I mean, that's human being life stuff. You well, know? if you're going to get something out of your video, well, you're going to be doing some moving, you know, you no. lift that box up off the floor or out of the, the back of the truck. It's, we're probably not going to have a, you know, convenient handles, you know, right, right. that have knurling on them so you can not slip. Have a nice yeah. grip and yeah. right. No, oh, yeah. Life doesn't offer shiny handles. <laughs> cool. The gym members come here because they just want to come to a gym versus you know they, they have their goals, whether it's weight loss or fitness or whatever. Versus how many come here because. They hear that you do something different, you know, with with the sandbags, and you know, and with those that just come here that don't really know what you're about. Is it like what? What does that look like? Where they're like, 
just the barbells, you know, or like, I guess, what does that look like? Well, well and I would say, like, if, you know, we're doing a percentage. I mean, less than 5% people are coming in because they just want to go to a gym. I say it's less than that. I mean, 2%. It's just it's like, what I really enjoy about our location and what we do here at the footwear building is we have no visual. Right. You know, people have to find us. And it's easy to find the footwear building. We were lost from the first time we got here. <laughs> I mean, everybody, okay, I know where the lacrosse footwear building is. But then you get people calling you from Boot Hill Pub, like, hey, are you, no, you know, it's like, no, you know, or, you know, the Pearl Street Brewery, it's like, where, where? And then even, yeah, when they get in here, there's no guarantee that they'll find us. Right. So they have to work to find us. So I love that because I've worked in gyms before where it's like street view. Yep. You know, and people just kind of, they're wasting time. You know, and they just walk in like, hey, you know, what's up with your gym? And, you well, know, I was I'm in a the elliptical. And yeah, well, and I was in a position, too. It's so awkward because it's like anybody that comes in inquiring, you're, you know, as the sales guy, I'm required to take them through a tour. You know, and then after the awkward tour, I have to tell them in a few days, I'm going to call you up and see if you want to join because you weren't willing to join today because you have no interest. Right. You know, you're just wasting both of our time. And that's just, yeah, I mean, it's annoying. So when people come to find us, a lot of it is word of mouth. I mean, we've got our Facebook and Instagram presence going, too. But, um, I mean, Which most you should follow, by the way. It's highly entertaining. Thanks. And educational. And educational. It's, it's all. <laughs> I don't want to just be the could, entertainer, but. I could fit into entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so people, they, they have to find us. And so the 97% people that come here is because they know we're doing something different. And they know that it's not just different. We're making a difference doing it. You know, anybody can just go against the grain and do some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they've done it. <laughs> but who can actually, you know, with science-based stuff, I mean, that's the thing. It's like we're not just putting this stuff together like, hey, I hope this works. I mean, this is evidence that's been tested and it's been out there. You it's have like, the why. We do have the why. And, that, and that's where a lot of young coaches and personal trainers struggle. Why am I doing this? Because we're working chess today, or yeah. you know that—that's the why. It's not here's how it's going to transition to your life or your sport or whatever. It, well, and there's still a big gap, be. you know. Once you even know the why, like you know, you gotta make it now approachable. You gotta make it tangible for people. Right. You know, you gotta make it. It's a tricky business being in what we do, right? I mean, making people better. Like you get somebody that comes in, you don't know what their mood's like. You know, I mean, you don't. And it's kind of. I think I've heard some people coin it. Um, intuitive training i just call it common sense you know if somebody comes in and like i'm tired it's like okay well we can still have a session you know i'm just going to make sure that we're not loading you up as much as the program says right you know i mean i make the program so i can supersede the programs there you go you know but it's like yeah you got some person that's just jacked up that day it's like i'm ready to go it's like you know what all right I'm ready to go too. Yeah, let's, let's, like, let's make this worth it. But to, to be able to take that why and to apply it into programming, to so it's, I mean, what's our first goal here in creating better people is do no harm, be safe. You know, so I can't just throw something at somebody and be like, hey, we're going to do this crazy ass thing today because I saw it on Instagram. Right. You know, it's like, no, you've got to earn that stuff. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing when you see the clients like that come in and, you know, they see, um, you know, you get newer clients that come in and they're seeing some of our more advanced clients. Like, I can never do that. It's like, give me a few months. <laughs> you know, and it's like, once they get the foundation, once they do the DVRT, I mean, it's just a beautiful system where it's like, once they understand the foundation, I mean, they don't have to understand it. But once they can master it physically, mm -hmm. and then you just start making those small progressions, not adding weight per se. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, that's one of the things you can do is add weight and speed and things like that. But we don't move that fast. You know, we... 
we make them strong, movement strength, you know, right. they, they have to be able to fight certain planes of motion before they can move into those planes of motion. Um, and it's, yeah, it's wonderful. I just think about runners. It, it's just rehab mm -hmm. built into training. Oh, that's, yeah, of, absolutely. That's sometimes, sometimes it's rehab. Most of the time we're trying to do the prehab thing, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, the smart thing is that we have to know our lines. You know, oh, I'm absolutely. not a clinician. Like, people are like, is this physical therapy? I'm like, no, and don't ever say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. I don't want to get in trouble. Right. But I'm like, there's a lot of parallels. You know, I mean, and this is like the great place where people, like, once they're discharged from physical therapy or chiropractic settings and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, how many times are you, you see your doctor or your PT and it's like, all right, you're done here. You've graduated or, you know, whatever. We're discharging you. Yeah, go work exactly. out. Go work out. You know, go exercise. It's like, does anybody understand how general of a term exercise is? No, yeah. Because I mean, is the person that's doing the recumbent bike for thirty minutes is that exercise? Yes. You know, but it's like, what's your purpose? What's your goal? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so we we give them that stuff. Like, hey, okay, yeah, you've had bad shoulders. Like, we know. Not, I don't want to say to fix it. Like, I mean, if you got a serious shoulder problem that needs like some medical intervention, right? I'm giving you medical intervention because, um, you know, I think I go back to Ray Cook because he's got great quotes. Mm -hmm. You know, he really like, does. He can't, you can't solve a medical question with a fitness answer. You know, you just, if somebody's got a shoulder problem that needs some clinician, yeah. But the great news is, is that we can work with it. You know, right. you, you don't have to just stop working out with us because you've got a bum shoulder, um, bum back, you know, knees, all the big three, right? Shoulders, backs, and knees. So I think that it, we've had that conversation, you know, Oh, it's the best ACL prevention protocol. Well, really solid training is an ACL prevention protocol. Like yeah. there, you don't need to purchase something fancy to do it. And we've gotten to the point where, depending on surgery timelines and whatnot, people coming back, the way that our conditioning classes run for football, it's a progression right back to return to play. Mm -hmm. Like I basically turn them loose and say, we'll modify a couple of things, but it, it's all starting on basic movement building up. And it says a lot about the movements, as it is. They're safe movements, so they're mm -hmm. good. Well, and it's like, no, but you can, though. But you just have to show the mastery as you go along. Right. It's like, yep. yeah. And then you have to be ready to say, you know, okay, we're going to try it. Oh, nope, that didn't work. Maybe we need to do this approach. So maybe you don't have to go right back to where you were. But it's like, hey, here's just kind of another nugget that we're going to put into your training to give you some of that, you know. And then, yeah, so I love doing the crazy stuff. I mean, I'm big on the flows, right, the, com the complexes, com mm -hmm. combination movements. And that's what I really enjoy with the Ultimate Sandbag because for me the flow movements replicate a lot of life. You know, to right. be able to be moving in these different planes of motion, then all of a sudden, like, change direction, right? Sports, I mean, fatherhood. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I've heard people say that with kids. Like, how often are you just, like, hanging out there and all of a sudden it's a... Oh, yeah, you get you get killed in the knees or something. Right. Or, you know, my favorite is the one time I was out in the garden weeding, because that's kind of, like, one of my comforts in life, is I'm just sitting there on my hands and knees, reaching out, and all of a sudden, like, unexpected, a kid jumps on my back. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, this is good core work, yeah. And then you get another kid that hits you in the side. I mean, it's just like, yeah. All, be able to resist it to have the body prepared for that so I joke but it's true I mean you can't do a lot of these flow movements with barbells you know you got a seven foot barbell and right. you're trying to move around and you could do with kettlebells I mean I've done some kettlebell flows but that yep. ultimate sandbag because of the dimensions you know being able to and that's another one of the progressions it's just the dimensions of the sandbag it's not necessarily going up in weight like you know the smaller bags are this weight and then the bigger ones are this 
we have some smaller bags that are 40 pounds. And then we have some larger bags that are still 40 pounds, but the dimension now throws you off. So a longer, bigger dimension bag is more unstable than a more compact bag, right? But to be able to move, you know, like I think about, like I do like a lateral movement, I come around, I do this crazy stuff, I go into a lunge, I come up into a power clean. It's like, wow, you know, and it's fun. You know, clients love it. They see me do these videos and like, I saw you do this and they're like, I can never do that. I'm like, oh, funny you mentioned that because it's in today's program. <laughs> you know, you've already done peanut butter and you've done jelly. Let's just make a sandwich. There you you go. know, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, so to be smart with it, that's, that's what it is, is to have the ability to progress people, regress people, programming progressive overloads without killing them with weight. Because, you know, most of our clientele is female, mm -hmm. you know our 50 60 year old you know moms and grandmas they don't want to be pushing a lot of weight right but you know they still want the benefits of resistance training so we're going to give it to them in a different way so beneficial for down the down the life span well, as well yeah, i'm saying like age. you know next year i'm gonna be 40 right so i'm not i'm not that old but i'm still not that young and the beauty thing is that this is the best i've felt ever For sure you know and a lot of that I had to attribute to using the DVRT system. You know, I don't want to be, and I say it, I'm like, not only am I the owner of Fitness Line Down, but I'm also a client. You know, I do this stuff. Like, what I give my clients, right. I do as well. Um, I might have a little different approach to it because I'm more advanced, you know, but Makes sense. I, I live this, you know, this is what I do. And strength-wise, like, mobility in my shoulders, my hips feel great. Um, I'm as powerful and as strong. Like, it's just like, you know, most people at 40 are trying to get into fitness, you know, to start, you know, getting in better shape. And I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm going to hit 40 running. There you go. You know? Yeah, so. definitely. Sweet. So, so uh, this, talking about October, you got your course coming up. Yeah. What, you just kind of going through the system, the different... Right. Areas. So, I mean, it's, so it's going to be the DVRT workshop. So we have our certifications. We have a level one, level two, which the workshop would be kind of a precursor to that for anybody that would be interested. Okay. Um, but for the most part, it's like anybody, and that's, I'm going to stress, anybody, right? I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I've got a cousin coming, my aunt's coming, and my mother's coming. None right. of them are fitness professionals, but they've all purchased sandbags recently, okay. and they want more. You know, like they just want more knowledge on it because sure. you could sit there and purchase your ultimate sandbags. And I do want to stress, like this is kind of the nugget, is it's not, you know, it's not just a sandbag. It's been designed purposefully, like, you know, um, so using the ultimate sandbag, it's a, like, it's the creme de la creme when it comes to sandbags. I've seen other sandbags from other makers and I've done stuff and it's like, you know, you're getting sand in the face, you're getting, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, I can't believe how, like, badly made this is here you don't have to worry about that stuff you don't i mean it's pretty it's designed so well uh you know and like i said all the different handles have purposes things like that yep um so anybody in you don't even need to own an ultimate sandbag you just might be interested like because again this is not an ultimate sandbag workshop it's a dvrt workshop so it's gonna be four hours right we begin from 12 and we'll go to four and we're gonna go over like the system you know mm -hmm. kind of the history give people like the whys yep but we're going to go over some of the fundamental um, DV, DVRT exercises. And, and once again, once you start grasping, you know, it's not like there's certain ways that you have to hold the ultimate sandbag. You know, I mean, there are people that have it like equivalent to like shin splits in their forearms because they're not holding the USB properly, the ultimate sandbag, you know, or else they have like shoulder issues or something like that because they're doing it and they're gripping and ripping. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're trying to teach them better how to hold the ultimate sandbag. And they're going to leave knowing, like, how to squat better, how to hinge better, 
how to press better and how to pull better. Like those, those four fundamental movements. Um, to be able to do that and make it not just the gripping and ripping, but to really appreciate how to use your core, use your entire body to make that more of an integrative approach, and then to learn about the planes of motion. Like So it's just kind of scratching the surface, but it's giving people enough. So some people, like my mom, my aunt, and my cousin, they'll probably not go to certification level. But right. like, that's, yeah, wow, I learned a lot. You know, and they're going to have a nice manual to bring home with them. And they're always going to have that constant communication kind of being in the community so they can always ask questions. Sure. And it is my mother, so I do answer her phone calls. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, and so for the general pop people that want to come, that's great. Um, you know, we've got some people that are trainers, um, fitness trainers that want to come in and learn a little bit more about this. Yep. Um, you know, and it's actually, it's kind of big in the clinical settings recently. Um Josh Henkin is the creator, kind of the CEO of the Ultimate Sandbag DVRT system. His wife, Jessica Bento, is a physical therapist. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that they do is kind of on her side, too. Like all this, we've got what we call the restoration. Mm -hmm. So it's like introducing like the glute bridges, the dead bugs, um, bird dogs, um, side planks with the Ultimate Sandbag, with the DVRT system. And that, for me, has been a game changer. Like that I, I feel like I used to have low back problems and I mean every now and then they still come back because it's just a nagging thing mm -hmm. but the ability that I've really realized in my core stability by doing some of these restoration drills um, as a kind of a warm-up so we'll touch into that a little bit as well um, so yeah we've we've been able to do things like uh, in Seattle they had a certification and it's all PTs and there's like 30, oh, nice. 30 of them and they were like hook line and sinker um, we have a few clients that are physical therapists in the area, and I know one actually purchased a couple smaller Ultimate Sandbags for her office. Oh, nice. Um, just to start using with the, you know, because it makes a difference. Like having sure. some of that stuff, once you experience it, you get a better understanding of it. So that's what the workshop's going to be all about. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we had one last year in December. I mean, it was good. Um, this one, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, we really get a push for a little bit more of the community, stuff like that. Definitely. We'll definitely push it out there, and once once they all return, the exact date is October thirteenth. So it's a Saturday, a little bit in the afternoon. I'm kind of hoping that it's a rainy afternoon or something. Um, so yeah, people can uh, they can sign up. I mean, if you go to Fitness Line Down on Facebook, um, our cover photo is you know the link. You know you can click on there, oh, find okay. out where to go. You can go to DVRT or I should say UltimateSandbag.com. Um, and go under their like workshop certifications. You can sign up that way. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Corey M, M as in Michael Kripe. We'll um, link all these up for you yeah, guys. That's all there. So I guess I could stop talking about that. No, you're all good. But um, yeah, so it's pretty easy to sign up, and uh, we'll be selling USBs at discount too here. So if people don't have one and want one, you know, if they don't buy them, I'm gonna buy them. <laughs> Yeah, they vary. I mean, I don't know. It's all on the website. <laughs> there you go. Go to the website. I, the coolest thing, and I mean, we could edit this out, is recently I purchased, because Josh has asked before, it's like, if you could do anything different with the uh, Ultimate Sandbag, what would you do? He's like, I would change the name. Because he doesn't like Sandbag. I have uh, a USB, we call them, right? That's water-filled. Mm -hmm. That's intense. <laughs> I've done that uh, with a buddy of mine. He just took a you know, physio ball, ball. Yeah, yeah. and then filled it up, and he called him, I can't remember, like, vlog, or I, I don't remember what he did, but it was like, bending down, picking it up, so, you know, setting it over a 
bar that he had set and going right. for time. That used to be some random stuff. Kyle, the massage guy. Yeah, he, he did that. So I'd go to. His and I've house. done some of that stuff Just too. Kind of unique things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that water training. But you know, when you have the dimension of the ultimate sandbag, and you have that filled up with water, and you're doing like lateral movements. Well, there's different fillers. So, like, yeah, and that's something that we'll talk about in the workshop, too, because a lot of people don't understand. Like, we have the shell, and then there's the fillers inside of there. So we have sand fillers. And that's what they'll say, too, is, like, if you're new to this, maybe you make half of it sand and half of it rice, you know, because you want the dimension of the sandbag. Or uh, mulch, you know. (laughs) Packing penis might actually kind of, after a while. (laughs) But, yeah, he's talking about, like, using mulch or using, like, rubber, you know, chopped up rubber from playgrounds, things like that. Um, as a way to kind of get into it more. So you still have some of the load, but you have the dimension, you know, and then maybe you have a full sandbag and then down the road. I mean, I just recently got this. This is the first experience with me in the water bag and I'm in love. It sucks, but it's awesome. There you go. It, it's humbling. How about that? Uh, that I believe. You know, I take some of those most basic drills again that I master with the sandbag and I go with a water bag and it's like, man, I'm just thrown off. I have to really appreciate more how to, set myself ask a couple follow-up on the clinically pressed questions since we haven't it's been a while since we talked to you trying to remember all of them easiest one first off is good books lately good books or books that you've read that you would okay so um i am okay so i'm a practicing catholic right so this might not be the i just finished again i enjoy uh pope benedict the 16th had a book called the spirit uh liturgy of the spirit spirit of the liturgy okay so it's just about mass and things like that. So that's the book I just finished. Because I do enjoy, like, I mean, I love the faith. But I love sometimes reading books that have nothing to do with fitness. You know, mm-hmm. just, oh, for sure. What I've got on my shelf now, I've just started reading, is George Lucas, A Life. Ooh. So it's, like, all about, like, a Star Wars stuff. That should be good. And, yeah, so far, I'm, it's, a, it's thicker than I thought it would be. But, I mean, the, the times I read it, I don't want to put it down. You know, like most times, some books I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to just get through this. But right. this one, I'm like, I just want to keep reading. But then I got to go to bed or, you know, spousal duties. There you go. Yeah. Exhausting. So there's the book. Um, What? So it's been, oh boy, year? Two year, years? Two years? A year and a half, give or take, since we've come yeah, over? Yeah, you know, I shot? think it was like last February or something like that. Okay. So maybe a year and a half-ish. Anyway, little since, over a year. since that time and just what you've done and learned and picked up, if you could go back and tell yourself something a year and a half-ish ago that you would be like, oh, this is it, what would it be? So you're saying, like, I'm going to go back in the future or the past. Yep. So what you, I've learned something now that I could tell myself. Like, yep, that you could, could have tweaked and edited up to this point. <laughs> Hmm, that's tough. Expand sooner? <laughs> no, that was the right time. Okay. That was the right time. Um, wow. That's a great question. And I'm going to come up with an answer. I just feel like it has to do something with the social media. Okay. You know, like I'm I'm trying to get better at being less. Less is more. Okay. Right? So, um, you know, we still do our Ask Anthony's and our Kettlebells and Coffee yep. weekly. Um, and Anthony, man, that guy... He shoots his video, and it's 3.30, 3 minutes and 30 seconds. And I might edit out a few things, and, you know, boom. I make a video, it's 10, 12 minutes, uh-huh. and I still have to put it down to, like, three, you know, I, you know, because nobody wants to watch a 10 to 12-minute video. Right. And so it's like I have to pack that down. So 
if I could go back and tell myself, it's like, hey, work harder right now, because <laughs> right, I'm trying my best at the moment, but try to, and that's just, maybe it's not my nature, it's try to say less. Try to say more with less. I, less with more. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. Just If you can bring it down to where you're just hitting exactly what you need to say without over-explaining it. Well, and on social media, I mean, people's attention spans are sure. getting shorter. It's like, you know, it used to be like, hey, you got to get them in the first 10 seconds. Now yep. like, you got them in the first five seconds. It's like, dang. Yeah, you better have a really good intro. So, or yeah, or you just got a following. I mean, fortunately, we have a little bit of a following. But right. still, it's just like, you know, I... I don't know. I want to. I want to be that person that can just say like two words and people are like, "Wow, that was profound." <laughs> Me, I keep talking until something smart comes out. I'm like, I write that down. So that's. I guess it's a bad answer, but that's the only one I have I right now. I like it. So the last one, and this will be a perfect test of that. So we try. We've. And this is a new one. You haven't answered this one before. So, in your world, how would you take something that is complicated and make it extremely simple? It could be like a phrase or a saying or whatever it is. I think our favorite, my favorite example is we interviewed a former runner that I used to work with, and his one was one foot in front of the other. Mm. So he dumbed it down to just that. This might sound bad, but we've rephrased the friends don't let friends have crunch. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. That's just kind of like a life. Yeah, a life saying. Like, don't be an, don't be an asshole. Shirts are coming out soon. We'll have to keep posted on that. I, I can walk around with that one. It's that, a pretty good one. That'd be good. Yeah, that's as much as I got. Perfect. Super. All right. Well, check for everything. Uh, we'll get everything linked up. We'll have this out. Um, not that you'll be listening to it then, but um, be sure to check out both fitness lying down, DVRT, all the workshop coming up in October and. Give them a follow because you're going to learn something and also be entertained at the same time. There you go. Hey, thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us, Corey. Awesome. Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypress.com for full show notes and links to everything that was covered in this episode. While you're there, you have access to all of our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Pressed on YouTube and any podcast outlet. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or review on how we are doing, we would greatly appreciate it. To get more free content delivered to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy Newsletter. You'll get direct links to all new Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated simple and optimize performance. Thank you for listening and see you next episode.